again. It's our ideal. Many people think that the best way to escape war is to dwell upon its horror. In the end, it's our ideal. Many people think that the best way to escape war is to dwell upon its horror. Are you stuck in a dead-end job? Ready to have a career you enjoy? Vista College online campus gives you the opportunity to get a degree from a nationally accredited college in some of the most in-demand career fields from the comfort of your own home. Programs are designed for busy adults. Many can be completed in as little as 12 months. And associate's degrees can be finished in less than 22 months. Business, healthcare, IT, criminal justice, and more are just a click away. If you have credits from other colleges, they may transfer towards your online degree at Vista College. Taking classes online is perfect for adults trying to balance work, family, and other commitments. It gives you the freedom to design your schedule around your life. Call now to find out how to get started. See if you qualify for financial aid and get a better life. Call now, 800-880-5532. 800-880-5532. Learn more, earn more. Call 800-880-5532. State of completion dates are based on successful full-time. Hi, this is Monique McNeil, and you're locked in to Unity Radio, WTY. 97.9 97.9 FM. Good day. Thank you so much for tuning in with me today. Um, it's been an interesting week, and there's it's been a lot going on. Uh, we got a democratic nation on the brink of demise. It's It's been very triumphant week this week, and today we have a special guest with us. We have a political commentator and the host of Living in the 21st Century. We have Errol Ford on the line with us today. Thank you so much, Errol, for being with us. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Um, So like I had said before, uh, (laughs) it's been a very triumphant week. Uh, The coronavirus cases are on the rise. Uh, We, you know, have a president that you throws a fit amongst the uh, Georgia Senate race face-off, and we have an attack on our democracy. So it's, it's, it's been a, a pretty crazy packed week, but it's been a pretty, pretty crazy four years. So <laughs> I, guess, yeah. I guess we're all used to this. So let's speak about um, the coronavirus cases right now. They're on the rise. We, we, there's 404,000 new cases here in Massachusetts alone, and there's been 12,836 deaths. Nationwide, there's 21.4 million cases and 361,000 deaths. It's just mind-boggling to look at those type of numbers. And it's like you can hear one thing, but to actually, when you're doing the research and you actually see the data in front of you, it's... it's Definitely. It's a lot. Yes, it is. Um, I mean, the, the coronavirus itself had sent the whole nation and the world right. into turmoil, into chaos. Um, it just didn't take out people's lives, but it also, at the same very time, hindered people from working. Um, it caused economic chaos. It put a lot of economic strain on the government to help give those stimulus packages they have political interferences that prohibit those people from getting the right sum. And I still can't even refer to it as the right sum because when you look at $2,000, uh, you have been paying taxes for your your whole entire life. Just to mm-hmm. hear some person overriding $2,000, this is ridiculous. Right. Because right. $2,000 could barely pay your rent. What about food? What about giving your kids right. um, lunch money or something to, to do? I think it's mortgage it's, and, and, and gas exactly. bills and car payments and you know all the things that you know. It, it's just it's so yeah, it's, catastrophic. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's been catastrophic, and you know I think a lot of people um, still throughout this country, even though the numbers are rising and it's it's quite uh, it's unbelievable to see the amount of of deaths and and new cases that are rising every day but i don't think people really grasp the dangerousness of this virus that's true um there are many people there who still believe this thing as as a host Mm -hmm. and this is detrimental to humanity itself 
Um, when you think about people who believe this is a hoax, even though there are factual evidence to prove that hundreds of people, hundreds of thousands of people are already dead, they are dying every day in a hospital. Mm-hmm. They have the statistics. They know who came there for um, help um, uh, for, from the coronavirus who need to be rehabilitated and end up dying. They got those facts. So when people think this is a host and they decide, well, oh, you know, I'm going to not wear a mask, I'm not going to social distance, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They, they are putting other people's lives in danger. And this is a time and season where. It is imperative that people wear a mask, that people socially distance, that people maintain the highest hygienic standards that they can possibly think about. Because if you don't do that, rather than this virus disappearing, you can have what we see now will be just smoke. Because if this path continues, Mm. we we have the fire to come. We have, I mean, like, Darker days ahead, as Biden said. These days ahead can be much, much darker than what we are experiencing That's right. at this point in time. That's right. And and you would personally know the effects of this virus. I mean, well, well yes, I'm I'm a victim of it. Um, it wasn't right. easy at all. Um, I'm still even trying to recover from its after effects. Right. Uh, it's still serious. So it's not just getting getting this virus. It's when you get it, what you have to go through. Right. And it well to many people it come in different ways. They experience different problems. Right. But there's problems with backaches, there's problems with breathing, like you can't even breathe because your ear path and ear waves are all choked off. Um Right, like people you, spit blood. And, right. That's what you ex- you uh had described to me, that you were actually yeah. Throwing up and spitting up blood. That this is so yeah. serious of a virus. And this is, you know, let's remind the other listeners out there: you don't drink, you don't smoke cigarettes or anything like that. So it's not, no. you know, this is very real. And you know, this is exactly this is real. And I'll tell you, um, when I, when I, I mean, I was taking the best hygienic methods as I possibly can. I work at a hospital. Mm-hmm. I put on my personal protective equipment. I use a face shield, I use masks, I have on my um, body clothing to, to protect me from getting in contact or touching people and have on gloves and all this kind of stuff. But it just didn't happen that you thought you were protected and you still weren't. So what I say about those people who are disrespecting the fact that mm-hmm. this is real and refuse to wear a mask. Right. Right. <laughs> it's, it's, it's seriously. Well, it's really serious. That's right. And and you're currently still battling this virus as we speak. Yeah, well, matter of fact, I my lower back, um, left side, right away down my leg, there there's still cramps, there's right. um shooting pain. It's like semi paralyzing, if you want to put it that way. Right. Um so it in this is not an easy way to go and the reality is that for those people who would have died from this death? Right. They didn't have it easy. They suffered. They literally suffered right. before they died. Right. You know, right. and, and, and that's it, serious. So, so it's not like this magical thing where we just wave a little wand and it just dissipates well, into the air. Like, <laughs> well, like, you know, well, I'm glad you're going along that road because we had a president saying, "Oh, it's like a magical wand. You wave it, fisting. They're they're fisting who come down with it, but wave a magic wand and that will disappear. Right. It's going to be good." But this is serious because this was the first, this was the same person who made it absolutely clear that he played it down. He liked playing it down because right. he didn't want to panic the nation. Right. He just wanted and to kill re- the nation. Like, like, exactly. Okay. Exactly. Okay. And the result of that, and because in the result, the result of that were that many people refused to wear masks. Mm-hmm. And Biden's quote made one great quote um, last night in, in one of his speeches. He said, a president words matter. Oh, absolutely. Whether you are good or whether you're bad, a president word matters. And then you're going to tell the people who sincerely follow you, it's okay to go for pull up a mask and this and they end up dying. I'll tell you, I'm not a doctor to state this or state that. I guarantee you, most of his followers who weren't wearing masks, a lot of them have to be dying. Because they, they have 
this is not a democratic thing. This virus has no respect to a party. Right. It has no respect to a person. Right. It can care less what culture or what ethnicity you are from. Yep. What age? It will just, yep. what age, it will destroy you and tear you apart. And what kills me is how detrimental this virus is and how this president knew about this many, many months before it actually touched our shores and did nothing. And it just when I when I reflect back on the fact of knowing the notion of knowing that he knew this information and had this data uh, in his hand and did nothing instead played golf, it it just really um sends an uproar through my spine because this virus recently has affected people that I personally know, people that I love, people that I, you know, know that take this virus seriously and have done everything that they can uh, to prevent it um, from happening to them. But they are affected by this virus as we speak. And, you know, Mm -hmm. it's very real. And I just really want to get that message out there that, you know, it's just, it's not time to, you know, forget Correct. how serious and how dangerous this is. And, and people are, are kind of have this preconceived notion, well, we now have this vaccine and now things are going to get better. And this is, we haven't even scratched the surface. Well, 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 well we this, this is even... the thing. This, this, this is the thing. And, and again, about these vaccines, it's a little over 4,000, I think, vaccines have been distributed. We have a population of almost 331 million people in this country. And not even 10% of these vaccines have been given yet to anyone. Right. Now, distribution is a problem. Huge problem. And it, it, a it, huge problem. It, I think it's a huge problem with this administration. I, I was looking at some, some past data and when the smallpox broke out and how that was administered. And it was a systematic approach and okay. it worked very well. And it's just, it, yeah. it boggles my mind of what, in the world is this administration missing where they can't get it together to tell, to uh, devise some type of systematic plan and approach to get that vaccine to every person in every city in our country. What- well, I, I, you know, I, I look at this seriously yesterday and let's say for example, that they did have 331 million vaccines to give to every American person right. or every person that resides here. Look, it's simply a vaccine. It is not an illegal drug. Right. It's a vaccine. Have right. the military in every state set up tents in every city and every rural district mm-hmm. to give out these vaccines. And I guarantee you, and that's exactly in less what they than did. a month. Huh? That's exactly what they did during uh, the smallpox era. Exactly. That's, that's, that's correct. I mean, that's the, that's the easiest way to have everybody vaccinated right. in the quickest thing. Right. You don't have to, they don't have to go to medical hospital to get vaccine from but, a nurse. Which is tying up our medical facilities and tying up our medical staff. It's, it's a waste of time. Right. They're, they're not trying to rehabilitate the, the patients who are there suffering from COVID. Why why are you going to spend critical time giving vaccines to other people when you could be doing something else? Let the military do that. It's a simple vaccine. But I think people still need to understand that they still have to be vigilant and they still have to be cognizant that this, even though we have a vaccine, just like the flu, we have Mm -hmm. flu vaccines, you can still catch the flu. You can still catch the flu. So it's like it doesn't mean, you know, just because this vaccination is is on the table and we're still kind of we're still going through some trial error. This has not Mm -hmm. been deemed or declared the it for all. We're still, you know, uh, but but that's true. That's true. In a trial era right now. So we still have to remain vigilant. And I want to get this through the minds of every listener out there and every person around the world that. It's going to take time. It is not, we are not going to bounce back to where we were eight months previous. And I think that is something that we need to accept. We have to swallow it and we have to just deal with what it is, that this is our new reality right now. And it's not going to, and if we can get that into our mind and have a, a come to a, a, a conscious understanding that this is what it is, I think it will make it that much more understanding that there's a process, that there's a process. That's, that's that- correct. That, that's correct. And, and, and the result of that, it, it all comes back down to the governance. It all comes back down to who, and look, I, I want to say 
specifically this. We had a person that didn't really care much about this, but I want to thank God tonight that we have an incoming president yes. who's going to deal with this as effectively as he possibly can. Yes. Richie um, already have a team of professionals working to strategize how best to deal with this COVID um, disease. Um, let, let me reiterate that. He has a team of professionals. That means scientists yes. and doctors and biologists and professionals that do this, not friends or attorneys or vice presidents. This is a team of professionals, doctors and scientists and people that they have dedicated their lives to this work. That's correct. Okay. I just want to make sure because <laughs> to a lot of people up there, they're so confused of what uh, an actual team of professionals is. Yes, what I, I, and, and that was one of Biden's top priority uh, from time he started, um, from time he became president-elect. COVID was one of his top priorities, and he have his team um, set up specifically to deal with working on that. So I think that should be great news um, for oh, the American people. News. It's beautiful news. I'm hopeful. Yes. I'm hopeful. Yes. And just like I'm hopeful with the, the, uh, the Georgia Senate race, I am very, I am very well, for, the, for the first well, time. I, I am glad. I am glad that you have a red state turn blue. Yes. Um, I'm not even calling it purple anymore. I'm saying you have a red state turn blue. Right. And, and because the result of that, we're going to have a Senate now controlled right. by the present government. And the present government also going to have the House right. control. Also, so and, and I was just going to ask you that leads into my question of what do you think this victory could mean for the Democrats in the future and with this new Biden Harris administration backing it? Like, well, what? You, you, you know what it means? It, it says a lot. And I'll tell you what it says. Despite that, despite of Donald Trump getting over 74 million votes, and yes, he gave him, gave him some props, he did turn up a lot of voters that. The Republicans couldn't have done otherwise mm-hmm. in past years. Right. He'd make it happen. Right. But let's respect the fact that Joe Biden turned out four to almost five million votes more. And that's why he is president today. So it tells me that we have a generation, a young generation of insightful people yes. that would remain Democrats. No, the Democrats, it's for their, it's for their to make sure that all the errors they would have made in the past and not dealing absolutely correct with certain diversities that they made that top priority. And we see that Biden already made sure he has a diverse cabinet who would be able to deal with a lot of structural problems that had been, um, that had been Messing with certain diversities in this country, especially the black. Yes, um, those are color. Yeah. Even he came up and said up to last night, his daughter called him from college and said that Mr. Wright, had that been Black Lives Matter, it would have been a different situation altogether. Right. And when you can get a president, boldly can speak these words. Yes. It tells you what kind of caliber person that you're having that, would be leading this country. And I think for the first time in America's history, we're going to see a drastic change in equality, not equality as what they may have right in the 1964 Bill of Rights Act that is just something written, but in reality, it's far from this institutionalized racism and all those kind of tactical things. You know, the fact remains to have a president who is dedicated and committed now to make sure that there is a balance right across this nation and unity. That's right. That we should see some drastic change over the next four years. My concern is, though, with 74 million people brainwashed and radicalized in some way or the other, how Biden would be effectively, or how would he effectively navigate unity Amongst those people, when at heart, they are Trumpsters. 
Right. People right. who prepare to do whatever it takes, even lie, believe what? Oh, Lord have mercy. This is ridiculous. These people have been radicalized that they don't even believe the truth anymore. Right. You know what it reminds me of? And I, and I, and I said this, and I, I believe I was actually on your show. I was on uh, Living in the 21st Century when I said that it reminds me of like a Hitler type of situation yes. where it's yes. a completely brainwashing of the facts and it mm-hmm. is just unbelievable how yeah. he was able to really convince these people of just straight Look, lies. And they, Adolf, Adolf Hitler was one of the greatest con, art, con artists of all times. He was an artist by nature. He was an artist. Mm-hmm. But he put things into a creative perspective to brainwash mm-hmm. and sabotage the minds of the Germans and use and he used that to his best ability to set up his power of dictatorship. And that's exactly what Trump did. And that's exactly what Trump did. But Trump forget one important thing. He, yes, he, he idolized Vladimir Putin and Kim Jong-un and the guy from um, China, he, he idolized those people. He wanted to be like them. He wanted to be strong like them. But he failed to recognize that this nation was built on democracy. That's it's right. a democratic society. It's the, it's the, it's the, it's like the epitome of democracy for the world leaders. That's right. And it, 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 it only hurts. It's the, the, very the, fiber, it's the very fiber and the fabric of who right. we are as a people. Right. That's right. But I, I, I mean, I tell Monique, I believe strongly that our democracy has been fragmented now. Because how can you really go now and try to establish this beacon of light among other world leaders or those who you would want to change the democratic system when you can't maintain governance in your own country? Right. I mean, that, this, this, this. That's interesting that you said that because, you know, the attack that happened yesterday at our on our Capitol building was to me was a domestic terror attack. It was, yes, a, it was. A, a form of treason and mm-hmm. it is treason. And a lot of people was, you know, being really combative and argumentative with me about that. And I told him, go look up the definition of treason. And when you read that definition, you come back to me and you tell me what it says, because that's exactly what he did. But it is treason. And. The hurtful thing about this, this man, this Trump, he incited this. He did incite it, absolutely. He, he told them to go down there. Yes, he did, weeks ago. This was right? about two weeks ago. He tweeted, meet me on the Capitol steps on January 6th. It will be wild, quote. Yes. That's yes. exactly what he, he quoted. So he was fueling the flames of hatred and calling on his supremacist well, groups. He, he, and he did this with malice and intent and premeditation, and it was a direct attack on our democracy. Period. Of course it was. There's no and other... It... Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry to cross you. Yes, but this this all started even back there when he was debating Biden on, um, their, on, on one of the debates when he said to the Pro Boys... Mm-hmm. Stand back and stand, stand by. Get back and stand by. Yep. This in itself, we're, te- we're telling these group of people, look, prepare yourselves for what's to come. And we saw all of these things come together yesterday. No five people is dead, including um, uh, Capitol Police. Mm-hmm. And... But I heard that there's a group of prosecutors who are now looking into Trump incitement um, for this whole um, terrorist attack yesterday on democracy and the Capitol building. It just it just completely blows my mind that this type of domestic terror, because that's exactly what it was, um, could be orchestrated by a sit-in president. A sit-in president could orchestrate a direct attack on the most symbolic buildings of our country, of our nation. It it just, just, (laughs) I just have a hard time even kind of. Well, I don't really have a hard time with it because from, you know, from day one, I saw this guy was all about himself. He he don't care about the laws and 
the rules and the regulation in the Constitution. Right. He said he made it clear. This is a bit a much. This yeah, is, well, this he, is... he, he, he made it clear. He would like to see those old times come back where people get dragged out of these um, his, um, meetings and so forth. He was on a campaign train campaign trail. He wanted to see these things happen. He wanted to go back to the old things. And what all he wanted to do is go right back where there is equal uh, equal segregation. Right. He he wants everything to still be, he wants a dictatorship and he wants everything to still be segregated. He wants... Yes, because he wanted not the black people vote to be counted. Get rid of them. Stop counting. Get rid of those votes. Oh, yeah, he he even reached out to the governor of Georgia during the during the Senate race and asked him to uh, hold back <laughs> some of the right. ballots. He, right. he wanted to deprive. You know, he want. Yep. So th- this this yep. is a ridiculous thing. He, everything he, and he made it clear everything he was saying was unconstitutional. He didn't care about the Constitution. As he's been a treasonist from the beginning. He's been a treasonist from the of beginning. Of course, of course. And they feel. And they fail to call it for what it really is. The media has let him get there from day one. They give him too much advertisement. Yep. When he was wrong, they failed to tell him he was wrong. And he gave him power for four years and destroyed. He destroyed the integrity of the United States of America. Oh, absolutely. The integrity <laughs> of our institutions, the integrity yeah. of our government, yeah. the integrity of the symbolic yeah. gestures of what these buildings and principalities and the rule of law and everything that really makes us a profound nation. Every single <laughs> part of what's been so, I mean, cherished and idolized and you know really praised around the around the world he he really single-handedly just really right. knocked down well, those walls know. of what we mean and who we are and where we stand in the world and i think that that itself is it's going to be very hard to undo what was just done but i want us to listen in very quickly go ahead you can finish that thought sure i was just about to say that um hillary clinton made one thing straight when she was debating him, she said that Donald Trump would have been Vladimir Putin's puppet. He said, no puppet, no puppet. But when you look at it in reality, that is exactly what he did. That's right. He allowed him to, he allowed him to um, crack our security codes. He refused to believe his intelligence. Mm-hmm. He, he, mm-hmm. he sabotaged Compromise the our, system in many ways. Our elections, and, that's right, yep. And you wouldn't believe his own intelligence. He he loved Vladimir Putin. So he had put the nation in a spiral down position. Oh, he's a from threat. Where, he's yeah. a threat to national security. Absolutely. I, I Of course. He's a threat. He's always and that's, a threat. And that's treasonous again. And I think finally people are coming forward because they're starting to think about, you know, they were sitting in the Capitol building as an innocent congressman or woman, and they were doing their democratic process and and their due diligence of counting the, the votes, the electoral votes. And then all of a sudden, in a blink of an eye, they, their lives was put at risk and they feared for their lives in that moment. And I think that's when it became real. To every single person, whether you're a black, you're a white, you're a woman, you're whatever, privileged, unprivileged, you understood for a moment in that building at that time, we were all one. And you understood what it felt like to have fear of the unknown about, you didn't know what was going to happen. Yeah. I know one of the things, again, that I, I just kind of feel, all these people coming forward and resigning now and trying to clean up their character, but for all those four years, you done. You look that the other Trump way. was doing their crap and doing his, doing his nonsense. Nobody said anything. Nobody but said all nothing. of a sudden, it's just 13 days left. They know they don't have a job anyway. So, hey, why do I just resign and try to make myself look clean? It's too late. For me, it's too it's late. Too, it's too late. It's too late. It, it, it's it's way too late because you allow this to happen. But we're going to take a quick listen to the soundbite by Rachel Maddow. Um, let's listen sure. in right here. Let's see here. So, you know, I was, I totally agree with you. It's it's absolutely too late of of trying to undo what was done. You know, we we've yeah. already pretty much yeah. seen the damage the damage is done already. Exactly. 
Um, um, I think um, everyone wants to hear your thoughts on what we're watching, but let me let me just throw out a couple more things that I've heard from national security officials that I talked to. They said right now ambassadors from other countries are drafting cables describing the scene in America in the nation's capital that looks more like Benghazi. This was the, the reporting that I had that I've been talking about, a scene that doesn't look like one we're familiar to seeing here in America. Yeah, one of the things that strikes me here, Nicole, is that... Um, Oddly, one of the things I'm grateful for is that this is being well covered uh, by news cameras, by the C-SPAN cameras, by the cameras inside the Congress. Um, and the, con- the cameras throughout the Capitol complex here are capturing the faces of these people who are breaking windows, who are breaking into offices, who are looting offices, and who, at least it appears in some cases, have brought firearms into the U.S. Capitol Um, Merrick Garland is going to be the next attorney general of the United States. Lisa Monaco will be his deputy attorney general. Vanita Gupta will be the assistant attorney general number three at the Justice Department. And one of the big challenges they are going to have, uh, maybe not a challenge, but one of the big jobs they're going to have is prosecuting lots of these people um, and putting them in jail for very long prison terms. And you see, you know, it reminds me a little bit of Charlottesville, where we saw the white supremacist and Klan neo-Nazi protesters who did not feel the need to cover up their faces. Um, Here you see the same thing. You see these men on the right side of the screen in this tape footage menacing a Capitol Police officer. They don't feel the need to cover up their faces, not only because they don't wear masks for COVID, but because they feel like they have impunity to do this. They will soon find out they do not. Uh, And... (laughs) That is going to be part of what the beginning of the Biden administration is like, is getting these people in jail. And the question, I think, for Republicans who have brought this on, who have indulged this, who have who helped the president create this expectation that if enough Trump supporters came with enough ammunition to Washington today, they could somehow stop Joe Biden from becoming the next president. There's a question as to whether or not the people who have politically made this possible and who have egged this on and who, who spoke at that rally and who have told these people to do this, um, whether they're elected officials or not, are also prepared to face the legal consequences of real law and order, not fantasy cosplay or law and order that's about putting on you know, fake tactical gear you buy at Dick's Sporting Goods and pushing cops around because you've got 15 of your friends behind you, but real law and order that comes from a country that doesn't see this happen, that will never see this happen again, and that will punish the people who did it. Rachel, um Joe Biden today using language we've never heard him use. There's been a lot of pressure. I'm sure you see it, too. A lot of um, frustration that Trump hasn't been called out, that Republicans haven't been pressured more aggressively. Mitch McConnell got a lot of credit for the speech he gave on the floor of the Senate today. And and it, it was incredibly newsworthy for the fact that it was the first day the first time he broke with Trump in a meaningful way. Um, What do you make of of the president-elect's posture on this? And do you think enough pressure and enough political pain has been applied to Republicans who have incited this in the views of a lot of former national security officials today? I feel like President-elect Biden um, is approaching this the way that you would want a leader to approach this, calling on other leaders to do the right thing, calling on Americans to recognize the severity of what is happening here and calling on um, us to support the people who are in danger here and to support the law enforcement and soon to be military personnel who will be uh, taking care of this problem. Um, But I I have to say, just as an as an observer, not only of today, but of what we saw leading up to this, um, the president's increasingly unhinged and untrammeled calling for something like this, his willingness to engage with, um, you know, the, the, the calls by people like Mike Flynn, right, to, to put the military in the streets and to force, use force to redo the election and all that stuff. I, I feel like as an observer of this, I don't much care what Donald Trump says right now. Um, I don't much care what the Republicans who've caused this problem um, do to try to mitigate the impact of what they have done. This is a problem that will not be solved by Ted Cruz saying, this isn't what I meant. This is not a problem that is going to be solved by Donald Trump saying, okay, okay, come back tomorrow. Or whatever, whatever, whatever mealy way that he could come, around, come up with this. This is a problem that will be solved by the police, and it looks increasingly like the military and the National Guard, 
reclaiming, physically reclaiming the Capitol building. And then the arrest and prosecution of everybody who carried this out, because this is a crime. And the people who instigated the crime will be held accountable for it. I do not believe that the people who instigated this crime are going to be the solution today. The solution today is the rest of us. The solution today is going to be the police and the National Guard who are going to be brought in to deal with criminals. That's what this is. You bring a gun into the U.S. Capitol, you smash glass, loot offices, break into Capitol buildings, set off gas. I mean, somebody's been shot. We don't know the circumstances of that. I mean, that if, when that happens, the solution is not for Republicans to tone down their rhetoric or reverse their calls to incitement. I'm sort of done seeing their approach to American problems at this point. She's sort of done with seeing the way that they approach problems. It was just an amazing piece by, you know, Rachel Maddow. She really breaks it down of how it, at this point, it, Donald Trump has done so much, so much damage. When you really sit and, back for the past and, four years, go ahead. Yeah. And the funny thing is you have people like Mitch McConnell right. and Lindsey Graham. Yep. Senator Cruz. Yep, they're all the conferences. Right, right. They're all the conferences. They're all, exactly, they sit back, they say nothing. In the division of this country at this time, you're an accomplice. If you look the other way when you knew what was going on and you know in your gut that it was wrong and you looked the other way and you still continue to go on with it, you still continue to to, to mm-hmm. stand behind these lies, you are an accomplice to mm-hmm. every single thing that has happened Exactly, and, and you should be held accountable. She talks about accountability, and she talks about, but of course, that there's going to be a new, uh, a, a new administration, which means there's mm-hmm. going to be a new attorney general and a new, right. you know, uh, a new whole hope and vision of leadership. Mm-hmm. Will this really happen? Will there be a prosecution of of these terrorists or those involved, and or those well, involved? Do Do you really think that's going to happen? Yeah, I think I think uh, it should happen. Um, the, this and I believe this new administration will make it happen. Okay. It's not that they have to go and fight to find these people's faces. They're all caught <laughs> on camera. Right. And Rachel <laughs> said that in the beginning of her piece. She said, you know, I'm I'm actually thankful. I, I want to thank and, you guys because we can see your faces and you didn't care. You don't give a crap to wear a mask because you just don't care about other people's lives but this is perfect because you we have identification this is thank you so much <laughs> exactly and they're, they're so disrespectful of right. this virus again that right. they didn't even wear a mask right. so this is our claim on camera a matter of fact they are so stupid some of them were even caught speaking on on the things they do and they were found on social media oh, yeah. so yep. it tells me that so they're modern criminals and so smart after all. Maybe that's the reason why they're so easily brainwashed um, to this kind of rhetoric coming from Trump's mouth because they're stupid. And even himself, Trump himself, said that the American people are stupid. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, and he promised these people immunity. He had to have. He had to par- promise these people some type of immunity or I'll just I'll just pardon you. Well, if, well, if you, you guessed wrong, my dear. You guessed wrong because you don't. You will not have the power of of granting them immunity. Exactly. Well, a lot of a lot of them are going to find themselves in jail for a long, long time, and unfortunately, there will be no more Donald Trump data pardoned. No one for these federal crimes they commit because they are terrorists, and you got to treat terrorists like terrorists. Exactly. And the result and of that, and and the result of that is that. We know seeing for the first time a little glimmer, the light is at the end of the tunnel, the restoration of a democratic society that is law-abiding. And these tyrants, and I always said, I said it in a a little clipping on Facebook um, a couple of days ago, democracy is fragile. And when rulers and leadership is tainted with tyrants, that's a bad thing for democracy. And we see exactly what it really is. That's right. We have a group of tyrants. And these kind of people you can't play with. If, if Americans maintain its democracy 
and stand out as a beacon for the for the, um for the world, we must prosecute those people and offenders to the fullest extent of the law. Exactly. And I think I think there was a few things that happened yesterday uh, during this this mob. Uh, this terrorist attack and, and ter- yeah. uh, treasonous attack, I think that it, it really cultivated once again in, in a view of the world, not just America, but but the world of what was happening and the real characteristics of this pre- of the sit-in president. And I think it also displayed that there's two really laws in America that there's two separate sets of rules in America mm-hmm. in which there should mm-hmm. be one. Because if this exactly. was the Black Lives Matter movement, if this happened to be people of color, if this happened to be people who look like you and like me, and we wouldn't even made it up those stairs. Well, I mean, you, we, you could we go back. We shot dead <laughs> feet way before we even reached the door. This would you, you never. Go, go ahead. Right. Sorry. You could go back there as, as late as early as um, the George Floyd's case. Um, when they were marched up to the house, to the to the um, to the district, and cops and everybody there was fully armored and yes, right gear and ready and right gear to do all kind of things, right? And here is a situation where you actually have cops actually allowing these protesters. They know they were protesters. Protesters yeah. that had no right coming into the building. They opened and let them in, take selfies with these kind of people. Oh yeah, they were taking selfies. They were actually walking away. They opened the gate. They yes. were, you know, chanting with them, and and this is all on camera. And I I really hope, like I said, that every person involved, police officers, whoever you, yes. whoever they are, will be held accountable to the fullest extent of the law. Uh, yes. This is just it. It was a crime that happened yesterday. Yes, and, and it was well orchestrated. Very well orchestrated. Very well orchestrated. They they wanted to overthrow or overturn up. They believed in their mind, which it just shows how brainwashed the situation is. You really thought that by going to the Capitol building and disrupting the count of the the electoral college vote, um, that it would overturn the the elected results of Joe Biden being the president? Well, you know, I, I got a chance to see some of those faces. <laughs> it's crazy. I, I don't like judging people by their face, but I, I'll tell you this much. I, I look at some of those people mm-hmm. um, on television, mm-hmm. close up, um, and I can see some of these people look ill-educated. They don't look too intelligent. They're easily brainwashed. Oh, you could, absolutely. absolutely. It's, it, 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 no, it, it, it seems, it, it's, it's a serious thing. Because we've got simple-minded people. Mm-hmm. And you can have a con artist infiltrating their mentality to make them believe that, and radicalizing them, and make them believe that what he said is the truth. It's hurtful. Five people died that didn't have to die yesterday. Mm-hmm. I mean, Lord, the coronavirus is killing many of us already. Why would five people... I, I want... Excluding the police, let's say that four other people who were victims of what they were doing, that they themselves were engaging, end up dying because of this stupidity. All of a lie, of a lie coming from the mouth of Donald Trump. So he's just as guilty as count as those who commit the actual crimes. And when he becomes a civilian, the next 13 days, he should get arrested for these crimes he commits. Oh, absolutely. I think, I, he, hope, I think, I go ahead. You hope, go ahead. I hope they don't make, I always talk about um, asking Pence to become the, the next uh, acting president and just get let Donald Trump resign. No, let it play out. Impeachment, yep. Because if he becomes the president, then he can forgive him. Right. Pardon him. Too much unscrupulous pardons had went out to a group of criminals that were found guilty by the federal government. You know, and it's interesting because it's this these type of this whole presidency has really displayed to me, um, especially policy analysts like myself, that mm-hmm. there should never be absolute power amongst one person. 
There should never have that type exactly. of executive power because this is what's happening when it when it comes in the wrong hands of of an ill willed evil minded person that right. they can I'm, really they have the power to do and say and think that they are really above the law. This man believes that he is above the law. You think you think he was a king. You think he was a king, and I think there need to be seriously amend. There seriously need to be amendments yes. surrounding the presidential powers. Yes, because no one is him. above the law. That's right. And the things that he done in the twenty first century, had he done that back in the eighteenth century, he would have been shot for treason because he committed treason. That's right. That's right. And and that and no one want to call it that because. They don't want because you know the, you know the penalties that come with treason, so they don't want to make it seem like America become this murderous place and will do this to the president. Well, maybe they won't get a chance to do it to the president because someone probably would have assassinated him. But the reality is, this kind of criminal behavior mm-hmm. can't happen again. They Ever. need to make amendments. That's right. That the president and limitations to what the president of the United States should be able to do that they can't get away. Because I'll tell you. Based on what I'm hearing from Ted Cruz and these adult senators that come out that seeking the bill and name for themselves, they may be successful in completing the path that Trump tried to set. Exactly. And so, so, the I, voice, <clears throat> so I believe that every single one of them needs to be unseated. They yeah. should not be able to go to, to continue on with their job or their role within our government mm-hmm. when you yourself are a treason. If I sat there and I watched somebody rob somebody or murder somebody or do something to mm-hmm. somebody, I am an accomplice to that situation. Yeah. I am just as ill-minded and wicked as the crime mm-hmm. itself. Right. And one other thing, I believe that there should be a commission established that anyone in this country who seeks the office of the president or pursue running for a president of the United States of America, mm-hmm. they should be psychologically be evaluated. <laughs> oh, seriously. Right. You've got a lot of conners all over the place. Right. They should be looked at psychologically and the history of who they are should be seriously scrutinized to make sure that bigotry and hatred is not a pattern. And I think should, life. and I think it should come down to also um, knowledge and professionalism because yes. that's like you're asking me to be a brain surgeon. You know, mm-hmm. I, I I like the way brains look, but I am not a brain surgeon, and I would right. never even dare opt to walk behind a curtain and and perform a brain surgery because I don't know what I'm doing. I'm not right. educated in the field, and I don't have any type of uh, professional experience in, in in the field. And I think that's something that, you know, really should matter to Americans the next go around. And when we really think about, like you said, you know, designing some type of amendments and really yeah. putting this together, because it's we allowed somebody who doesn't appreciate, understand, or value the legitimacy of our Constitution. And right. the principalities of, of what it means and, and the, uh, the word democracy and what mm-hmm. this flag means and freedom and all the things that really cultivate us to be, you know, such a, a remarkable nation. He does not have any recollection, any care in the world. He's completely oblivious um, to, and to what it means and, and to even value what it means to be a president. You are the leader of the free world. Yeah. Of the free world. And you don't even respect it. You don't love America. You don't love Americans. You're not for freedom. You're not trying to uh, uplift one another. And you're so focused on division. That is not who America is. That is not our principles. That is not what makes us America. And I think... Going forward, it that's going to ring in the minds of many Americans uh, throughout this nation is that we never want to have a president, whether Republican, Democrat, Independent, Green, Purple, sit in that office at uh, at that over office in that desk and have right. the powers and the executive powers, ultimate power, who does not believe and understand the significance of that role. That that's correct. I never, ever in my lifetime want to 
uh, ever experience this type of experience again. It, it was no, it, it shouldn't. Uh, no, no path, and and that's one of the reasons why I would uh, emphasize on the fact that this nation they need to establish a commission of evaluation of any presidential candidate. It doesn't matter who they are, because it's an office, it's a noble office. But mm-hmm. more importantly, if you're going to be a leader of the free world, right. you have to, you must have some track record uh, <laughs> exhibiting your good qualities that right. put you in that position to lead the free world. Right. But then, and I know this was going to happen. When Trump went to his um, before he went really seriously into running for pre- uh, president, he attained jury duty, and he was at. He asked what was his profession, and he said a construction worker, right? He never said a TV actor. He never said nothing like a construction worker. But that was a camouflage again that he can do what he like to say, you know what, um, I'm not a politician, so don't expect me to act like a politician. He don't have much knowledge of the governance, the law, the political system, nothing, the constitution, mm-hmm. nothing. So, oh, I can break the law because, you know, I don't know nothing much about it. So you've got to forgive me, man. I'm a construction working member. So, and we allow and, this man to be the president. Yeah. And we allow this guy to be the president. So I say for those reasons, you got, you must bring something to the table to prove your eligibility. And this is to deprive any American citizen from running for president because, that's the Constitution. But all I'm simply saying is that if you're going to do that, there should be some criteria, there should be some establishment of, of good morality. Mm-hmm. You, you, you should show something that you can bring to the free world. That's right. And all this guy brought to the free world were dictatorial principles that designed to destroy um, America's democracy. Mm-hmm. Division. Exactly, exactly. And you had some hand-to-mouth senators who are looking to make a name for themselves, who are trying to feel they are so important that they play along with it. And I'm backing with it, knowing very well that they can do what they set up to do. And there, they want- be, and there should be some type of amendment for those who took, because you, you, make, you make a, uh, you took an oath. You raised your yeah. hand and you took an oath uh, to abide by the law and uphold the Constitution and of to course. work for the good work of our government. And I think that there should be some type of amendment that states when you see this happening, that there mm-hmm. should be able to up- unseat someone. It shouldn't be this long, drawn-out process. And if the Republicans have majority, then we don't get to say right is right and wrong is wrong. And I think that if we were to make this type of amendment, it would allow us to hold each other accountable because if you could be unseated because of your actions or your, your character or the way you're, you're seeing um, violations of law happen and and you're seeing treason and you're breeding hate and you, you know, any type of anything that would divide the principality of what America is, I think you should have, you should be able to have that person unseated. And it shouldn't be this long, drawn-out process. It shouldn't be, well, we don't, you don't have the majority rule or the majority vote. No. Correct. Right is wrong the, the, and wrong is wrong. Exactly. Well, at least Vice President Pence had the integrity to tell him straight up he doesn't have the power to overturn no election. Could you imagine depriving all these votes just to get him back as president to do what? To walk around and model that he's a king and all these kind of things? <laughs> I'm, I'm, even, I'm even nervous to even think about what this man is potentially trying to do or what he's, he's conjuring up. At this point, he's, well, a, you know, he's a danger to our nation. We need this well, man you, you know what? Absolutely. And I, as a matter of fact, it, it has struck my mind today that they said that he was um, somewhat tucked in tight into his office and he's not saying anything. Now, look, <clears throat> the guy you know of television, he can act. He read from a teleporter not too long ago, um, <laughs> you know, his mumbo-jumbo crap. Like, hey, so we should believe you know because when you say one thing, you say no today, you want to polish it, something, that don't work. Look, this guy is psychosomatic. 
he has a mm-hmm. problem mentally. Sociopath. And the, I call the, it a sociopath. The, yeah. And the, the reality is, is that he don't believe, he don't believe that he could be wrong. He don't believe he can fail. He don't believe he can lose. Well, he may have powers in many things, but he don't have power over the people. The people put you as president. You know, when they decide we don't want you anymore, they remove you. And that's exactly what happened. But that process should be even easier. That process should be even easier. I I really believe that he should have been impeached a long time ago. Yeah, well, but he he did. He he was impeached long ago. He was impeached last year. But the Republicans said nothing. They they say it wasn't, it wasn't a call for impeachment. But all of a sudden, no, 13 days away from losing his office, from coming out of office, they want him to resign. They, they, they want, they, they're talking about getting rid of him. For what? <laughs> For what? The only problem I got and would want him to resign is that he may do something stupid. Now, someone indicated Don Lemon last night on, on CNN that he, he has... He still have access to the nuclear codes. So that's, um, that's what makes him dangerous, and and, and that's right. what and makes it scary. And you yeah, know, that's yeah. And and I just want to ask you, how difficult of a job will it be to restore the legitimacy of our democracy and to heal as a nation? How difficult do you think that will be? Well, you know, here's the thing, and I think I think Biden is clever enough, and his team is clever enough, and here's the reality. Look, this happened, and don't get me wrong, uh, Money. The whole world know that Donald Trump is crazy. They know that from day one. They're stupid. And what they see happen, happen on Donald Trump clock. They know Biden. They know him as vice president. They know the kind of person he is. So, yes, he can build on his reputation. And he can tell the world, look, we had an incident. And that's why, and he can say, well, you know what, I, I'm glad it happened too, because you can see how fragile democracy really is. That if you put the wrong people in power and believe lies, mm-hmm. it can happen to any other nation, that's just right. like it happened to ours. So I think there are many ways he can reshape America. He can rekindle that um, brightness with uh, American allies. I'm and I'm all so he has. He can do it. He can do it. Um, now, if he was a president that never held presidential powers before, mm-hmm. now it would be a whole different story altogether. And that's why I chose him right away. When when there was all the candidates in the pot, I immediately looked at who was running and looking at the different candidates. And when I saw his name on that ticket, I immediately said, I'm going with Biden. Because yeah. I understand that he understands his role like, he- and his connection throughout the world. And that, to me, personally, was more important than anything. To, to restore that, that sense of, of uh, international policy and to restore yeah. that sense of, of, of our democracy. And I knew he, well, had, he, could, he was the one to do it. Well, you know, when he first started running, uh, what he said, we are fighting for the soul of our nation. Mm. And that that statement that statement says a lot. He knew that our nation to be held in Trump's hand for another four years, America would never be America again. Never. It would have went down. Democracy the- democracy would have been rocked right down to the last inch of its fibers and this would be a dictatorial country like any other country, like Russia and China. He would have done it. Oh, he would have got it done. Just the thought of it, because you know, when when I saw that Biden actually won the election, it, you know, to be honest with you, it really brought tears to my eyes. Like I really became emotional, um, just thinking about the the possibility and the the opportunity to have normalcy back in our government and to mm-hmm. have somebody who could stand in front of that podium that loved us all, who loved America, that loved uh, what it stood for and had the, 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 the will and the tenacity to carry out its, its duty and to carry out mm-hmm. its oath and to really be a, a, a replica of what this nation means. And that to me was 
so very, uh, so warming. I, I can't even put into words uh, what I felt that day when, when his name, when he became the projector winner. It was something that I will never forget. <laughs> I just feel like this past four years has been, has been um, just, oh man, it, it, you can write a book. It, it's, it's mm-hmm. been, it's been, a, it's been a hell of a ride. And um, mm-hmm. I have to close out the show with that, but I want to thank you for being on up close with Monique McNeil. And I want to sure. thank you for your input and until next time, uh, until we meet again. Well, take good care. Thank you. Good night.